Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of Ojeremiah Talks. This week on the podcast, we gear up, we get ready for Aaron's big graduation. So at the beginning of the year, Aaron started this nutrition program and we blinked and then it was done. Like she is, she's got like a week left of education. It's bananas. And we sit down, we talk. It's an emotional ride. I did not expect that. But we sat down, Aaron was like feeling her feels and we talk about what it looks like to be a musician and also another thing. You know, every musician had a really hard go during COVID and we all kind of like pivoted and we all tried to figure out a way to keep this train moving. And Aaron went down a whole new journey of nutrition and like, how do you go from loving music your whole life to loving music and this other thing? And it's a really great conversation. And I hope that you enjoy that. If you want the other part of our conversation where we talk more about that, we talk about uh, the show Seinfeld. We talk about it's just it's a much more relaxed, fun, like we're goofing around part of the podcast. Head over to a Patreon. I'm also writing a book of stories, if that interests you. And we have posted the first one up on Patreon. We have um, all kinds of music demos on Patreon. And you get all kinds of discounts in our merch store. So Patreon is where it's all happening. If you are into that, just head over to patreon.com slash ojeremiah or just ojeremiahtalks.com will take you right to it. Okay, that's it. This episode is really fun, and I hope that you enjoy it. Oh, Jeremiah Talks. Let's go. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I want to get together. Yeah. It was earlier in the year when you and I were sitting on the couch, and you had this, like, deep desire to go back to school. Right. Mm-hmm. And it went from... I don't know. This is something that I'm really drawn to. This is something I'm really passionate about. I don't know if we can ever logically do this. Okay. And I think two weeks later, you were like, I enrolled. I enrolled. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we talked about it. Uh, I remember our anniversary dinner because we always have like a really fancy, fancier than who we are anniversary experience. So I think we all deserve a fancier than who we are dinner. Experience, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we did that, so that was January, like the middle of January when we had that dinner. And you said, we sat down and you were like, I just want to be clear that the purpose of tonight's dinner is to convince you to, that you need to go to school. Yes. Or to convince you that you're worth the money for school. Yes. Because I was feeling like... You struggle with self-worth in that regard. I'm not worth the money is what you would say to yourself. Yeah. 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 And, and it was it was going to be the m- most money, I mean, still to this day, that I'd ever spent on myself. Right. And you and I were raised very differently in regards to money. Or, or we weren't actually because your mom and I are like the exact same when it comes to money, which is... It's weird. Money is a tool. I want to spend it because life is short. But me and you my dad are, have the same. I have money in a big pile of dollar bills in my room, and I'm and I will protect it at all costs. We will be okay. Yeah. That, yes, we will be but okay. But I feel like I'm still like a generous person. Would you say that? I would say that you're generous to everyone but yourself. Like you um, literally made food for 30 people at this like, I don't know, uh, food shelter. And we were legit. You were like, we can't afford eggs this month. <laughs> That's, so it's, it's very strange the way that you do. Because I'm like, uh, we need golden eggs because that's a vibe. Yeah. So we're having anniversary dinner. I'm trying to convince you, hey, this is the move. Yeah. We had been in pandemic for over a year. And it was like, hey, we need a win. You need something in your life that you're excited about. 
so September of 2020, I remember being on the floor of our bedroom on the phone with my sister. Uh, my sister and I are like best friends. And I remember being on the floor, sitting on the phone with her and just like really sobbing. Yeah. And just being like, I don't know what my purpose is. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Because like we had so much free time in pandemic that it kind of forced me to think about the trajectory of my life. Right. And which I mean, it's good. And then I moved from a sadness to like, it's really cool because I remember specific people in each point. Then about a month later, uh, I was on a walk with a friend and she was just listening to me talk. And she's like, Erin, I think you're really curious right now, which is really cool. Hmm. She's like, I think you're really curious about what is next for you. And like what your life could be in addition to music. And I was like, yeah, like I'm just, like, I just, I really want to do something with purpose. And like, remember the closest thing that I got to actually having an idea besides going to nutrition school was I thought that I was going to be like an affirmation shop. Like I thought I could do like handwritten or some type of just like affirmative, like personalized affirmations for people. Yeah, And then I thought at one point in the last five years, I wanted to have a gluten-free bakery. Yep. I wanted to do that at like a farmer's market. I, I thought that there was like a need for that. I wanted to um, somehow get on the board of the homeless shelter Yep, and like become really active there. Uh, then I was like, I'm going to do an affirmation shop and I'm just going to really affirm people and whatever they're struggling with. And I and like specifically, I was really focused on body image. Yep. And then, um, what was the other thing that I, I had, I, I had so many ideas. So then I went from being on the phone with my sister, depressed, curiosity walk with my friend. And then a few short weeks after that, I was just like, it's annoying that like nothing's coming. Like, I, why, why am I not getting an answer for this? Like, I'm, I clearly need to do something. And then I was on a walk and I like, Sometimes if I'm in a good space, I can walk with like listening to absolutely nothing. And I was on a walk for like an hour. And then I came back in and we sat in the living room together and I cried again. And I was like, I think food is a part of what I'm supposed to do. Because I'd had the that was whenever I had like the blood work numbers done for like almost being 30 and like figuring out what where my health was at. Right. And just I had been a year gluten free at that point and was feeling so much better with that, but knew there was still more stuff that I needed to do. Like I wasn't feeling my best self, right? And and the gluten thing was was a big moment for you because that was one, you were taking action on your health because you thought this is the right move for me. And yeah. two, you were not one for conflict. And when you go home to my parents at Christmas and say, they, I'm sorry that you show love and food, but I can't eat that. Yeah. And they're like, but it's gumbo. Oh, and I, you're like, no, 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 I know. And it looks delicious, but I, I can't have that. And I hate, and I hate doing that. Right. I, it's a, it's a choice that I'm making well, on and behalf also, of myself. And that goes back to, into that whole self-worth thing. <laughs> well, also the gluten thing, you, you had, you had this thing that you believed in, you executed it and you got results. So you were like, oh, this is this thing working. Yeah. And immediately you got like intoxicated with if this works, there's a whole world here. What else works? Yeah. What else could I change? What else, What other knowledge could I gain from all of this? Right. Because like my sister's health and like 
I feel like the episode we did with her like years ago is worth a re-listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you just want to like kind of get to know my sister a little bit. But like she's such an advocate for, well, she has to be. Like she's nearly lost her life to like food being a damage to her body. Like yeah. her body, she has an autoimmune disease in it. Basically what that means is that your body starts to, like your body is constantly scanning for invaders and like foreign ob- objects that don't belong. And it like, does you know your detoxification and your immune system literally shoots those things out of you yeah and for an autoimmune disease what's happening is that your body mistakenly sees part of you as one of those foreign invaders and starts attacking it yeah and so you know it's scary stuff that we're dealing with and uh yeah so I, she's just such a huge reason because ever since she went through all of that n- there's a lot of people in the medical community that didn't have a lot of research or updated research on it, on what she was dealing with, and didn't really know what to tell her to do in regards to food, but it was so clear that food was the answer. Yeah. And so she has always been an advocate for what we eat matters. Well, and I don't say that in a shameful way. I, it just, I think she just has seen the power of food longer than... A lot of us because she's had to. Well, and I remember whenever she lost all that weight, the doctors were like, you should eat cheeseburgers. And that's what they told me when I got West Nile because I lost 33 pounds from having West Nile. Yeah. And they said, you need to go to mug shots and get a huge cheeseburger today. Oh. And I was like, and then I remember right after that, I had a really hard time keeping my weight down because I, I was like, doctor's orders, I have to eat cheeseburgers. Mm. And then your body like wants that. Yeah. So then I went from shockingly underweight to like 20 pounds overweight mm. because I was never taught like, hey, here's what healthy like eating would look like for yeah. you. It was legitimately just, hey, go get a burger and and get your weight back up. Yeah. But that's a that's a slippery slope. Well, so the there's like a common misconception that you have to on the reverse side of things that you always hear. um you have to lose weight to be healthy, but what's actually true is that you have to be healthy bef- and then you lose weight. That just happens. Like, you have to get your body healthy right? and to a point where it is, you know, if weight loss is what your body needs, then it will naturally do that if you get it to its optimal self. Right. And so I think for the opposite of you, like, in weight gain, you almost, you needed to treat your body as if it was already, like, healthy, and I think it would have healthily put on weight right. to its natural ability capacity yeah but because you were giving it these like hyper palatable foods it's like give me more of those always yeah like if i mean well so going back to to the story yeah you came in and you said i want to go to school and it was the same thing as when we got noodles you walked into a room after we had already talked about all these things and you came out with the same information but with a revelation still (laughs) you were (laughs) like you were like jeremiah we're gonna get a dog yeah and i was like you know, no, right. Okay. But, but like none of the circumstances had changed. Yeah. So you walked into a room and basically what you did, you walked in, you looked in a mirror and you said, you're worth this. And you came uh-huh. out and you were like, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole reason we're bringing this up is because you have one week left of school. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear one I'd love to hear how it would... Well, a few weeks, but that's still well, one more week of, like, information. Yeah, one more week of information. Yeah. I would love to hear what it feels like to go back to school after being a professional musician since you were, like, 13 or whatever. 
and then being a musician slash this new thing. Yeah. And I would love to hear, you know, did it meet your expectations? Even though I know the answer to this, uh, did it meet your expectations? What if I was just like, no, <laughs> actually I'm asking for a refund, but no, I'm trying to become a mentor in the program. That's how much I love it. Yeah. So to, I feel like you are having a huge paradigm shift in your life. Yeah. And I would love to hear about that. Yeah. It's so if you remember the program started in February, um, and then in March, my friend Anna Dean, we had her on the podcast. Uh, she did a Irish festival online, like mm-hmm. a challenge in the month of March where you had to like perform a fiddle piece like every week or whatever to um, raise funds for her nonprofit. But anyways, whenever I signed up to do that to support her and it, man, I was so I don't know why I did that at the time, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad I did. I was just so, so busy. But whenever I signed up for it, she asked for like a little biography from each participant. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like who am I? <laughs> like, because I was like, I'm showing up in this space as a musician, but I already so strongly identify myself as someone that really cares about nutrition. Yeah. So I found myself, even whenever I was talking about all those like different Etsy shops or like bakery or like all these ideas that I've had, I kind of, and I saved that biography somewhere because I was like, oh, this feels really true for me, is that if you look at, if you zoom out and look at my my heart in music and in food, I, well, I'm like really emotional today, sorry. <laughs> but like I, I think more than anything is I want, I want people to feel seen and really comfortable and to know that they are worth that and... Because I think, like, in the in the music side of things, like, I'm really passionate about introverts believing that they can be on a stage. Like, that really matters to me. And that you can show up as who you are instead of, like, having to pretend like you're someone else. I remember when we were watching SNL last week and Brandi Carlisle played. And we were both like, this is amazing. She's yeah. amazing. And you you said silently as if to yourself, but to anyone that would hear you, you were like... And she's just standing there doing what she does. Yeah. No one expected her to do anything else. And it was like, it was amazing. Yeah. Because we, we've had managers in the past, like literally try to get us like dance lessons. Oh my gosh. Like just the music industry is so <laughs> icky. Let's picture that for a second. Jeremiah and Aaron, NSYNC style, just like really go for it. Yes. they. But. It, it just bananas how people think they know what works. And someone like Brandy can be like, I'm here for the songs. This yeah. is what I do. I'm not here to entertain any yeah. of what your expectations are. And I really care about that. I also care, uh, you know, not having to meet a certain standard with how you look to perform. That matters to me. That That's one of my favorite things that you bring to the table as far as, like, the narrative of the music industry is concerned. Because you, you can see, you saw it, you spotted it immediately, and you were like, this is gross. Yeah. I don't like this. Like, I don't want this part of it. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, what else in that bio? Did, and then, so the same, along the same lines of food, and I, and I don't even think I'm trying to force a connection. No, actually, I do. I think I'm trying to force a connection because the whole, you introduced the idea to me, slash, a slasher. Yeah. I, I hadn't even heard of that term before. But I think I am, to some degree, trying to force music and food together. Uh, because it's easier for my brain to justify why I love two different things 
the same. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is, there is, you are able to connect the two because like with food, I want people to feel like I, I, I want after having work, worked with a client, like I, I don't want them to feel shame with food. I don't want them to feel like they're restricting themselves. I want them to feel like they are making choices because they are worth feeling better. Yeah. Just like, cause I think that's what I fought for myself. Yeah. And that was something that was hard to fight for in a world that like the standard American diet is just there. I mean, there's so many, so there's a lot of issues with it. And I know that's a strong statement, but I mean, I, I believe that that's true. Yeah. And it, is just there we we've gone through a really beautiful moment of uh body positivity and like accepting accepting that but i i think we missed a mark of addressing how people are actually feeling in those bodies oh i think that's that's very in ev- true in everybody i'm not i'm not just saying like we're accepting all shapes and sizes like i'm even saying for like for you, someone that's like incredibly fit, like you also deserve to have your food digest well and feel your best self. Yeah. And I, I think we've skipped that because we're trying to calorie restrict. We're trying to, you know, we're having to look at our, like we've been conditioned to like look at the food that we eat and and ask how many calories is this because the introduction of like all these processed foods that that was never an issue whenever we didn't have all this crap that's on the shelves now. Right. But now it's an issue. And so we're having, we're thinking that way because we want to enjoy it because we feel like we should, it's being marketed to us as like healthy and safe and natural and organic and all these like buzzwords to make us think that like it is good for us. But honestly, like, if a food is good for you, it doesn't really have to sell itself to you. Right. Like a sweet potato is never like, yo, I'm natural. I'm the sexy and sweet I am, potato. <laughs> I am real. There's real food in me. Yeah. You know, and so it's just, it's it's bananas how marketing has got. And so all that to say, I I feel really strongly about um, people feeling good about themselves and not just how you look. I, I, I'm... Because I mean, you can I'm, look good and still feel like crap, right? And I'm I am a proponent for like feeling good about how you look. I t- I totally support that, but I think that whenever you kind of shift your focus to, I want to feel better, and you shift into like, how how am I treating my body in regards to that? Like, am I you know? Then um, that's something that really matters to me. No, I know, I know that about you, but so you're you did this class, and you're staring down the barrel of the end. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? And the whole reason I started the podcast the way I did is because we blinked and went from, I think I'm going to go to school to, oh, it ends. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like a really fast program. I, w- I wish it was twice as long. Like, I wish I could be in this for like two years would feel like a really solid. <laughs> but I think what's happening, and I said this in my study group the other day of, I think my sadness that it's over is actually just covering up the fact that I'm afraid to start doing it. Yeah. I am capable and confident of helping people, but it's still scary because it's like, I'm like food is such a personal choice. Mm -hmm. 
And it is a choice we have. It's a choice we have every time we sit down to eat. And it's, it's so deeply personal. There's so many layers to it. And so I want to come alongside and emotionally like hold their hand as they figure out what foods treat their body the best yeah. at the time that they're in and how we can, um, you know, get them just like feeling good about, again, it's a, it's a choice. It's not a restriction. It's, it's what, what's going to feed me that what's going to serve me the best. Like what is my body going to respond to well? And that's a, um, that's a really heavy thing to walk with someone through because is it, because it is an activity that you have to do <laughs> to yeah. survive. And so it's, it, there feels like more of a weight to it than me. Uh, like I, I do feel immense pressure often in teaching music lessons. And I really honor that space that I get with these kids. And I know that I, if done well, I matter to them. Yeah. Um, but this feels like a different level of I'm almost healing wounds from the past as well. Yeah, there are stakes in both, but it feels like the stakes are different. Yeah, and it's just something I'm not super familiar with. Yeah. And um, it's also, and I was telling you, like, this yesterday and, like, how I feel about it being over. Is it, besides my mom and my sister, I don't have a lot of people in my life that, well, besides you by extension, because I just, like, kind of force feed this to you, but all the information I'm learning. I don't really have anyone in my circle that that believes the same way that I do about food and this new mindset and this new approach to like nutritional healing. And the saddest part about being done with the program is that I have a group of like, you know, a regular, I would say there's like 30 of us that are like pretty regular. I have a group of people, even they're, though they're online, that have the exact same mind that I do in regards to all of this. And we meet on a weekly basis and I'm really going to miss that. Yeah. And I was, I was telling you, cause you voiced that to me yesterday. And I, the thing that I told you is I think what's going to happen is you're going to build more people or you're going to invite more people into that fold by like instruction and by teaching because we, so we're in, Athens, Georgia, and the Braves are in the World Series. At least they are while we're doing this podcast. I don't know. It goes up on Wednesday. I don't know what the the fate of the team will be then. But So I've actually like watched some baseball. And every time I watch, it's the only time in my life I'm watching commercials mm -hmm. because we don't have cable. But like we're bumming your sister's YouTube TV. And mm -hmm. all the commercials are like Taco Bell, KFC, all these other – like that is where – all of the money goes on yeah. advertising. Yeah. Is like fast food and then all of these like and pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals on how to make yourself feel better. Did you know there's only one other country that's allowed to have um those ads? It's Australia. Us in Australia. Yeah. No other places don't um don't do that. Well, it's and it's so weird because like celebrities that I really like are doing these pharmaceutical commercials mm -hmm. over stuff that I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what is this? I know, I know. Yeah, like eat all the Taco Bell and garbage you want and then like take this pill and you'll be you'll be good. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm definitely not like trying to be preachy. It's just like, it's weird. Like we just had these two friends go to Italy for a, for a shoot and they were like, dude, I could eat gluten there. Yep. I could eat anything I wanted and I never felt gross. Yeah. He was like... 
it, even down to the coffee, it tasted better. Mm-hmm. Like everything tasted healthier. Yeah. And I don't think that that is a permanent situation that we have to live in. Like, yeah, let's also, P.S., let's like sidebar, when are we going to Italy? <laughs> yeah, no like, kidding. Yeah. That sounded amazing. Yeah. So I, I just, when I watch, and we like, one of our favorite things to do after a show is go to Taco Bell. We're not like saints in this regard. Yeah. But it is, I, I just, I guess I have a hard time talking about this stuff. I'm not qualified in it, but I, I feel weird when I get critical of it because I partake in the, in it too. You know, like how can you not though? You know, and I like, think that's I know, what I'm saying. Like I, know I don't very, blame people that do it because how right. could you not? Oh no, I don't either. And I think they're very. I only know one person in my life, and you probably know who I'm thinking of that literally never t- partakes in it. Mom, like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like a hundred percent of the time, from what I know of this person, right, never partakes in it. Like I. If I don't live an 80-20 lifestyle, then I feel like I would be missing out all the time. Well, there are times when you and I get Taco Bell. So my order at Taco Bell. Let's dive in. Beefy five-layer burrito, order of nachos and cheese, and then one of whatever their new thing is. Because your boy's a seven on the Enneagram. I want whatever's fresh. Mm -hmm. So they've been doing this chicken. Is it a sandwich or is it a taco thing? A commercial I saw watching the Braves. Yeah. And they like – so they have these things. And sometimes I eat that meal – and I feel like garbage. I'll look at you and I'll be like, don't look at me. I'm Fat Thor in Avengers Endgame. Right. And then sometimes I'll eat that <laughs> same meal and look at you and be like, you want I'm me. I'm amazing. <laughs> like, you want me. That's but it's just, it's just the food is the same. It's something made in a science lab and, you know, injected with all this weird stuff. But sometimes I am in a place where I'm like, I have been taking care of myself. This is a fun sidebar. Yeah. And then sometimes I can eat it and go... I have not been honoring that the thing the right, that I am. That wasn't the yeah. right time. Yeah. Yeah. Man, have we changed in the last couple of years because we used to do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I just I am proud of you. Thank you. I'm like it's been it's been really fun watching you. And we talked about this yesterday. You got depressed when we got married. Can I share this? Mm hmm. So. When we got married, you kind of fell into a depression. I probably was before, too. Right. Like, that's It but, wasn't like I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for me, it felt like I do. <laughs> so That was such a you joke. I yeah, just, like, that really even, was. Yeah. It really was. Uh, but I felt like, oh, I thought marriage was going to perk that girl up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you were much more like... I don't feel like I have purpose. And also as someone that committed to, hey, we're going to tour and play music together. This is our purpose. And you're like, well, that's like your purpose. But like I'm along for the ride, but this doesn't feel like my identity. I was really sad. I think my depression started like after I graduated college and I never really got out of it. Yeah, because you did all the right things. I think that you thought music was going to be. More, I don't know if it was more of your identity or it was going to fuel you more than it did. I mean, it, it, my first violin lesson, I was like five years old. It was like over half of my life at that point. So I thought that it was always going to be, I think I confused school for that. Like thinking that it was like, oh, this is what's going to fuel me and it'll be fine. Like I'm always going to, I'm always going to like be fine. Yeah. And then whenever you ask me to join the band, I'm like, great. So whenever I'm done with school, that's going to. Like, it's it's all going to still be there. But then I finished school, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. Because I love school a lot. 
Well, and it's also, I think, whenever we first started touring, we first started, like, having some small versions of success, you started seeing kind of how broken the music industry is. It yeah. is the fast food of entertainment. Because it's, like, yeah. the Taco Bell version are these artists that, like, dance around in, like, skimpy clothes, like, dudes with, like, abs out and are, like, unmysterious. Like, yeah. you've seen that version and you're like, oh, this is this is ugly. Like, I don't feel I don't feel like this is what I thought it would be. And it just feels like sometimes it's a we're working for a broken system. Mm -hmm. And when you're helping someone get their body right, you're like, this is the purest form of existence. I'm just being a human. Yeah, I really feel that. Well, if you think about the timeline, though, like I wasn't sad whenever you met me and I still had two years of school left. I was like living high. I was doing great. Yeah. It was really whenever I graduated that that was kind of the pinpoint there. But yeah, you definitely had the blues after you graduated. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I came to life after I graduated. We were so different in that regard. Yeah. I was depressed in college. When I got out, I was just like, finally, my finally life can I'm start. Free. Yeah. 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 And I just kind of got lost without the structure. I, um, but you know, I don't feel like that's going to happen whenever I'm done with this program. No, because you have you have a calling. You have a. It's like all right, let's get to work. Let's go to war. I'm I'm ready to to we'll take people, people out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I love you. I appreciate you sharing this. Did we just talk the whole time? That went by so fast. We talked. Well, I had to stop because you kept burping in the microphone, so it felt Sorry. longer than it probably. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, I appreciate you. I love you. Happy graduation. Thank you. I'm I'm very excited about what the next year is going to hold for you. Thank you. Okay. Let's jump over to Patreon. Okay.